0: and don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently airing a series on the Holy Spirit titled, The Missing Person. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike.
1: We are gonna be in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. You know, we're talking about the missing person, biblical search for the third person of the Trinity. This is part four of that study. A guy like Reinhard Bonnke, talked about him, you know, he prays for the sick. Every evangelistic crusade he does, he says, I just want to take some time to pray for the sick. He, he gives the gospel, then he prays for the sick, and people get healed. You know, and, and it's just not everybody gets healed, but a lot of people do during those, those things. Those conferences, or those, whatever you call them, crusades. Gift of helps, those who help. Uh, John Corson told a story of a man who donated an above-ground pool to a mission in China, And they didn't know what to do with it. Like, it was complicated and just, you know, a mess. And this one guy who had just retired, he felt like the Lord was calling him to go to Mexico. And he was telling his pastor, he says, I don't really have any skills. I don't know what I would do down there, but I just really feel like the Lord wants me to go. And so should I not go? And the pastor's like, you know, just go and see what the Lord does. And so he got down there and they said, so what do you do? And he says, you know, I don't really do anything useful. All I've done for the last 20 years is set up above-ground swimming pools. And like, well, we just got this little ground swimming pool, we can't figure it out. In four hours, the kids were swimming, you know, had it all set up. You know, God uses people, just a gift of helps to, to help out in a situation. Administration, someone who can organize things, runs, run ministries, keep things operating smoothly. Always can use people like that. Varieties of tongues, speaking a language that's unknown to you, as a witness to someone who may not be a believer, that, who maybe speaks that language, or as... As a tool to edify yourself, as we'll see in the next chapter. And, and I actually speak in tongues. And this is something that's, uh, that's interesting. Some people freak out when they hear that, oh, the pastor speaks in tongues. But I didn't speak in tongues for years. And I, I prayed for the gift for eight years. And it was during a really difficult time of ministry. We were starting the church and going through some difficult things. And I was praying and the Lord just gave me that. Now, it's funny because you hear these people say, "Well, you just start speaking mumbo jumbo and then pretty soon it'll, you know that's your that's your prayer language." And and so I tried that stuff, which is just dumb, and it didn't work. I mean, I I knew exactly what I was saying. But one time when I was praying, I just asked the Lord to give me the gift and I just it just started pouring out. You know, and I can turn it on and shut it off and I, people who speak in tongues can do whenever they want to, but it's not something that I am real active in using, you know, I pray in private, I've only spoken tongues in public a couple of times, and what was interesting is one of the times we were in a small group prayer meeting, and it was kind of geared towards that you know exercising of the gifts and I said you know i'm gonna I'm gonna speak in tongues, and let's just see if anybody has an interpretation, so I spoke in tongues and then we waited, and it was it was kind of one it was a beautiful thing because everybody in the group was just like. Well, I don't know if this is the interpretation, but this is what came to mind, you know, and different people shared. And then finally this one gal, and I won't name her because I don't want to embarrass her, but this one gal in the group, she's like, I have the interpretation. And she just started to speak it out. And when she did, and this is the beautiful thing, you know, we're going to see in chapter 14, it says, let one speak and the others judge. You know, and and one at a time, let one speak let the others judge. And what was beautiful is when she spoke the interpretation, everybody in the room knew that's it. You know, there was no question. It's like your spirit, just you just knew. And it was so beautiful the way that it went together, you know. And so something, just kind of a random thing that, you know, God gives to people. He gives some people to be apostles, some people to be prophets, some people to be evangelists, pastors, teachers, gifts of helps. Gifts of mercies, gifts of different ministries that he gives to people. And literally it's like eyeball, belly button, appendix, spleen. You know, everybody's just different. And everybody has a part. You know, it's like when you're you're like one cell, a fertilized egg. And then the next minute you're two cells, and then four cells, and then eight cells. And you're just multiplying, you know, as your body's being created. And some of those cells become your eyeball, and some of those cells become a leg, and some of those cells become, you know, different parts of your body, and, and as they do, it's like the, the exogenetic code in your body is it just randomly, and who knows how, starts to multiply off different parts of your body to become different things, and for years, they couldn't understand where is this coming from? You know, and still they don't understand how does this all form, but yet God knows exactly how it's going to come together, and God knits you together in the womb, and he knits you together into the body of Christ the same way. You now you start out, and you're just a baby Christian, and nobody knows what you're going to become. You're just a, a stem cell, you know? And yet God puts you in a certain place, and then he starts to grow you into a finger, or whatever, right? You become whatever the Lord wants you to become. And so, what is the logical conclusion? Verse 29, are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles, do all have gifts of healings, do all speak with tongues, do all interpret? It's rhetorical, of course. And, and the answer is what? No, 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 not everybody speaks with tongues, not everybody inter- interprets. You would think going to some Pentecostal churches who have never read this passage That every person in the church is a tongue. (laughs) But we're not. And not everybody's gonna speak in tongues. And God gives that gift to whom he wants to. And some people believe still today, if you go to churches, they will they will pray over you and pray over you and pray over you, because if you don't speak in tongues, then you're not saved. Bullpucky. (laughs) Right? It's not true. It's not true. He says not everybody speaks in tongues. Paul's entire purpose is to encourage people to know what their gifts are, exercise their gifts to become a functioning part of the body of Christ, and to not disparage or envy other gifts that other people have. And you may have more than one gift. Some people are ambidextrous, right, in their spiritual life. You have a lot of different gifts maybe, and that's okay. Apparently, within the Church of Corinth, they were exhausting people, with gifts like prophecy and tongues and words of knowledge and words of wisdom. And, and so Paul wants to show that all these other gifts are important as well. And they all work as a body together. He says, verse 31, but earnestly desire the best gifts. Now we did talk about this earlier in the this, in this series. But I think that we need to earnestly desire the best gifts. And what are the best gifts for us as an individual within the body of Christ. Well, I would say the best gifts are the gifts that are going to help you to do whatever ministry God has called you to do, or wherever you find yourself serving at the time. Maybe you're serving kids. Lord, give me the gift of teaching. Give me the gift of mercy. <laughs> give me the gift of, you know, give me the fruit of patience, you know, or or love too. But but to, to be able to have the gift that God has given that God has given you to serve in the capacity he's called you to serve. If you're teaching, you want the gifts of prophecy. Well, teaching first, of course. Teaching and the gift of prophecy and the gift of word of knowledge and the gift of word of wisdom and those types of gifts that have to do with speaking. If you're helping other people, then you do want a gift of hospitality, a gift of helps, a gift of mercy, those types of things. And so God gives you gifts based on your need. And yet, he says, I show you a more excellent way. Something more excellent than supernatural gifts. Something more excellent than supernatural gifts? What could that be? Chapter 13, which is love. And and that is supreme when it comes to the Christian life. And so next time we're going to... Now, we've talked a little bit about the gifts of the Spirit versus the fruit of the Spirit, but next week we're going to talk specifically about the fruit of the spirit in the believer's life and we're going to be looking at first Corinthians chapter 13 so read ahead let's pray father in heaven thank you so much for your word we're grateful for the the just the instruction that we receive from what paul told the corinthians here that we would understand the gifts are important and that we would understand that our lives are useful for your kingdom lord in in the place that you've planted us in the place in the gifts that you've given us Help us to operate in those gifts, Lord. Whether they seem supernatural or whether they seem just super practical, I ask that you would help us to stir up the gift, gifts that are in us, Lord. And Lord, that we would be filled with your Holy Spirit as we've been praying. As a church, as individuals, Lord, you say that if we ask you, you will give us the Holy Spirit. And so some of us have been baptized in the Holy Spirit, some of us need a fresh feeling of your Holy Spirit. Lord, I ask, Lord, that you would come even now and speak to us, Lord, and fill us and strengthen us. That maybe we need boldness to be able to speak your word without fear. And maybe we need the gift of discernment because we're going through difficult times in our lives and we don't know if we can trust people. Maybe we need the gift of teaching because you're putting people in our lives and the gift of evangelism because we're, we're interacting with all kinds of different people. Whatever the case may be, Lord, I pray that you would give us those gifts and strengthen us in them that we might be useful for your kingdom and for your glory.
0: We love you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Please you stand with me? Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety,